We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Get ready to expand your alignment with Source. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Here's your host, Ray Zander. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is your feel-good sister, Ray, and I am here with your feel-good sister, Debbie Ann DeRose. How are you? I'm good. It's been a little while, but we're reunited and it feels so good <laughs> yes and tell us tell us what you've been up to oh what what haven't i been up to i'm, I'm booking a, a new speaking engagement at the monterey psychic fair the rota fair that's gonna be fun nice what kinds of things do they do at a psychic fair i actually haven't been to one you haven't oh it's so fun there's all these psychic readers to choose from and there's a lot of crystals and it's a woo-woo paradise i love it (laughs) (laughs) i like that woo-woo paradise well welcome everyone to our podcast here on unity.fm we're also available in all the places that you can pick up podcasts thank you for listening and for sharing this content as you do feel good nation we like to come together each week and talk about the law of attraction but we like to go 2.0, 3.0, we get way beyond the secret. This is really more hands-on, open to everyone, available for your deep dive into understanding just how to enjoy life more, how to squeeze a little bit more marrow out of your day-to-day and really understand it from these laws of the universe, what we like to call principle and unity, what many people talk about, you know, the main sort of laws of the universe. And that's where we get the law of attraction, which is simply as our friends and dear guides, Abraham always talked to us about is that the fact is that momentum and law of attraction are the same thing. Now, when I heard that, there was something inside of me that said, yes, I think that's true, but I don't know how or why. What comes up for you, Debbie, when I say <laughs> that the momentum and law of attraction are the same thing? I think you're crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> well, they are the same thing. It's just all perspective, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's like one thing leads to another. You have a certain thought and then it attracts a similar thought. And it's like there's an old commercial and they told two friends and so on and so on. And it just grows. <laughs> so the question is, are you doing an upward spiral or a downward spiral at any given moment? Because it never stops. And I think this momentum is really just about thoughts that we've been thinking or feeling things that we've been saying to ourselves and our friends and our loved ones, things that we identify. And what happens is these sort of mantras or consistencies that have a lot of momentum from our past, we start to kind of solidify them in what we're called beliefs. And suddenly when they get into like the belief sphere, we have to hire somebody to help us let go of our beliefs, right? right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think the whole idea that it's that beliefs live in your subconscious mind, I think that's part of the problem because it it gives you this idea that it's below, you know, it's the word sub. 
so it it causes you to look down. It, it's this idea that they're stored in some dank basement that you don't have the key to, and you have to hire a professional to help you get in there. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> I know. It's like I must extricate the fascia of my beliefs. They're deeply nice. embedded in my psyche. Yeah, I think what it what I love about the work of Abraham, and if you're joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome. We talk about everyday attraction, and we really love specifically to talk about the teachings of Abraham at abraham-hicks.com just because they're a delicious gateway and opening point to our own experience of the law of attraction and principled thinking and living. But I I think what Abraham always kind of simplifies it. They're like, listen, beliefs are just the same thought you keep thinking over and over again, but you've normalized it so much that it starts out picturing itself. So your beliefs keep reconfirming themselves, <laughs> which is a little, right. can be a vicious cycle, you know, because it looks like the truth, capital T, but really it's, it's a belief system that you have um, locked onto in conscious thought and feeling it just simply no, nothing personal, just keep out picturing itself. The challenge we have and what we want to talk about today on the podcast is what happens when your beliefs are so far away from your desires and therein lies an interesting gap. And we want to kind of demystify that process and actually uh, tell you about some workarounds, some hacks, if you will. I'm all about law of attraction hacks. I think that's my new hashtag. (laughs) I love it. LOA hack. LOA (laughs) hack. Um, And for, for many of us, you know, hack has been sort of a negative connotation for for these new millennials. And so I'm being really hip today is a hack is really a shortcut, a workaround, because we're all about the ease and the flow. This is not about working harder. (laughs) It doesn't have to be hard. No. And actually know that the less that you do when it is out of alignment, the better things go. You can be more productive by being thought and feeling aligned than you could ever do taking out and go building your own railroad. I mean, there's physical action, which is very effective. I mean, we have a a planet that's very active with just pushing action. But when you get into the higher vibrational technology where these energy principles live, you can start to manifest and build worlds without having to lift a finger. And suddenly the action that does come upon you is easy, delicious, and wild horses couldn't stop you from doing it. So it's fun to kind of play with this idea that I have desires and the universe, according to these teachers, has already said a big fat yes. And so if they're not manifesting in some consistent form in the physical world, we know based on the clue game that the Abrahams have given us and so many other teachers, there's probably some resistance going on in the form of a belief or a consistent thought form that's just stopping your delicious desires from coming in in the physical and kind of slapping you on the back and saying, here I am. (laughs) Yeah, beliefs are... Another word for beliefs, limiting beliefs, it's um, conflictedness because it's like a counterproductive program in you. Like you say you want one thing, but the belief is going, no, I don't want that. But you're just not aware of it yet. It's, It's all about becoming conscious of what is unconscious. Exactly. And we can do it. It's totally doable. We just typically don't do it because it's not in our culture to do that, to look at it (laughs) because our culture doesn't believe that these things are so powerful. (laughs) So we tend to ignore them. But if we make a concerted effort, we can go spelunking into consciousness and find those beliefs that are 
holding us back. And what I love about it is always, you know, ropes back to our delicious emotions and seeing how it is that we're feeling as a barometer. Emotions don't create in and of themselves as the Abrahams has, have really demystified the creative process for us. What they're simply telling us is that emotions are a barometer. They're letting you know how close or how far away you are from thinking the thoughts of your source, of your inner being, of your higher knowing. And what I love about negative emotion, mm, so delicious, is it's a great flag on the play that says, oh, what I'm thinking and what I may actually have normalized into a belief system is not what my inner being and broader knowing knows about me. It's a foul play. It is simply a misdirection in how I'm thinking. Now, what to do from that point is kind of curious. And what we like to talk about on this show is, well, if I know that I have a belief system because I have a desire that is consistently not showing up, what to do? Right. And the cool thing, well, the interesting thing, it might be pesky at times, but <laughs> it's kind of cool to know. The cool thing about beliefs is that they protect us. I think of them as security guards that we hired, but we forgot that we hired them and they're out there working for us. So they're like keeping our experiences limited, you know, because we decided something. Usually it was a misunderstanding as a child. We decided something about life or about ourselves <laughs> and uh, we hired these security guards to keep us safe. And so like, for example, if you if you're single for a really long time, and your conscious desire is to be hooked up and you're like, what gives, you know, I'm, a, I'm an awesome person. I have a lot to give, you know, why am I not finding someone? Well, you might have a belief from early in your life that you decided something like that love is too painful or, you know, it comes at a cost, whatever. There's a million beliefs, but this security guard is there on guard, keeping you away from that thing that you decided was not good for you. So once you identify it and you can give them a pink slip, you can fire the security guard and then all the good stuff comes rushing to you. In this case, it's a relationship with a wonderful person. I love um, that analogy, Debbie, and that's so clear about the idea that we don't want to beat ourselves up about our belief systems. At the time that we began them, they were protecting us. They were safety, as you say. I love that. That's so clear. And yet we've grown up. We become more spiritual titans ready to take on the next and the next. And we get these big downloads, we, you know, these visions or premonitions of what's possible. So we just need to do a little belief, a little belief clearing. Um, making sure that our beliefs are in alignment with our inner being, our inner knowing, who's already said yes to the desire and set up all the rendezvous points. All the billiard balls are in perfect places to bounce off each other for a win. So it's just kind of fun to think about uh, unraveling. So one of the things that's a bit of a conundrum within this system, this understanding is you know, that which you focus on, you you accentuate. So you can't really beat up a belief system without creating more of it. So what we want to do in this workaround, and, and we'll have the Abrahams help us a little bit today, in understanding a nice workaround when you're trying to let go of some beliefs, and you don't quite want to go in there and do psychic surgery on it or decide, well, where did this belief happen? And when did it start? And where has it shown itself? It's like enough, enough of the narrative around the belief. You pretty much just need to know that it's there because what you want isn't coming. Good to know. 
now you really want to refocus. And this is where they have been just beating the drum of the power of feeling satisfaction. Now, to clarify again, and I mentioned this on the last show, it's not about feeling satisfied that you don't have what you want. That would be wrong. (laughs) That's what we like to call metaphysical malpractice. You don't want to put a happy face sticker and say, no, I'm fine being alone. Thank you so much. I'm happy, 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 which you know is big time BS. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need money. I'm fine. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we don't want to do that. You certainly don't want to talk yourself out of your desires. Actually, we want to talk you into more of your bigger desires. We want there to be no, too, there isn't too much that you can't be or do or have if you have the authentic desire to do so. So this idea of turning to satisfaction, we we're going to talk a little bit about from listening to the Abrahams in a recent track that they recorded in, I believe it was Boston. Now, again, we play a little bit of the Abrahams on the show for you here in hopes that, or intention that you'll go to abraham-hicks.com and buy everything that they record and go on all their trips and, and just um, support them. But We like to share a little bit of what they say in order to use it as a bouncing off point. So I'm going to begin with a track here that's called Keeping Up With Your Desires, and then we'll stop and start and talk more about what they're revealing to us and how we can get to what we want with ease and flow. Good morning. We are extremely pleased that you are here. It is good to come together for the purpose of co-creating. Do you agree? Yes. You're knowing what you are wanting? Yes. Mostly. Do you believe that your belief is in harmony with your desire? Then your desires have happened, yes? When what you desire and what you believe are the same, then you're already having full manifestation. If you're on your way to a manifestation, then you're in the process of finding that vibrational equivalency. When you want something, but you don't believe it, that's not vibrational equivalency. That's discord. That's you with a vibration we're going to call desire and a vibration we're going to call belief that don't match up. So the desire vibration is always the strongest one because your inner being is in on that one too. We'll talk about that a little bit you want to your inner being is always a perfect vibrational equivalent to what you are asking for but the question is are you are you a vibrational match to what you're asking for or are you explaining why you don't have it yet or complaining about not having it yet or irritated at others who do seem to have it because you've got to be a match And we know our human friends often say to us, that's hard to be living something different than what I want, but be a match to what I want. And we say, it seems difficult because you are accustomed to letting your vibration follow your observation and your physical senses. Oh, they are wonderful, aren't they? What you can see and hear and smell and taste and touch but they are, for the most part, full of what has already manifested. So if you're giving most of your attention to what's manifested and there's something you want that hasn't yet, 
then you keep offering a vibration about how it is instead of how it is becoming, then you slow the becoming way down. And you can tell you're doing that because you feel negative emotion. That's what negative emotion means. Negative emotion always means you are not vibrationally equivalent to your own desire and to where your inner being is regarding your own desire. It's such a nice thing. You came into this physical body as an extension of source. And the source part of you is still the source part of you. The source part of you still remains non-physically focused. So when you and your body, through being aware of your environment, and you notice what you don't want, and therefore you are able to come to a clear deduction about what you would prefer, you radiate a vibration, a thought vibration, we call it a rocket of desire, about what your new and improved preference is. And when you do that, your inner being becomes a vibrational match to what you are now newly asking for. And you are constantly newly asking for new. And your inner being keeps up with every new request. But you don't. If you did, you'd be happy all the time. If you did, You'd be in this place where you're in the receiving mode all of the time, moving toward your continual, never-ending, eternal unfolding. And you would be receiving impulses that would lead you right to poignant, 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 moment after moment after moment after moment as an idea occurs and then it fleshes out in its fullness. The other day, someone asked us if there was a question that hadn't been asked that we think would be a good question to ask and once asked what would the answer be <laughs> and we said can I be happy all the time yes humans are reluctant to accept that but you could be you could be in a state of continuous satisfaction. You just have to understand a few laws of the universe, and we'll chew on those here together today. How about that for a cliffhanger? <laughs> How to be happy all the time. Stay tuned. <laughs> so let's unpack that a little bit. That was kind of a nice, delicious, basic kind of segment. Let's unpack it a little bit. Belief in harmony with desire in harmony isn't that an interesting way to juxtapose this is your belief in harmony with your desire is there okay new phrase vibrational equivalency i love that harmony because it doesn't say it has to be the same note it can be a different note that's harmonious in terms of music you know it's just not dissonant it's harmonious so if you're if your belief or your predominant vibration is allowing of something new, then you're in, you know, if you can just allow. I think that's really true what you're saying earlier. Like we don't necessarily have to excavate our beliefs if we would just sort of ease off them because they're usually the first thing we go to. You know, if we want to manifest something new that we haven't experienced, we have all these beliefs around, oh, it has to happen this way. I have to do this, this, and the other thing before that can happen. And none of it's absolutely true. It's just, we make it true with our belief, right? So if we can just stay open, if we can say, well, 
I have this idea how it has to happen, or it could be a different way. <laughs> you know, you don't have to fully believe. You don't have to have your belief exactly matching it. But if you're open, if your belief is in harmonious aspect rather than dissonant <laughs> to what you want, then it can come in. And the closer you are, you know, the closer you mind that gap between belief and your desire, then the faster it comes in, the more robust, I think. Yeah, I love the the power of harmony, which is it's an interesting way of, of looking at that, that as long as it's not pushing against it, there is sort of just get into the equivalent essence of, uh, I believe that this vision is mine and that it's done. It's not like you have to believe or know every step or every pivot for its manifestation, but it is sort of a broader yes that moves through the sort of cobwebs of the mind that have said that's not possible, that's not realistic. That doesn't go away completely, nor do I think it has to, but it becomes very quiet. It becomes sort of a small player in the room. And, and therefore, the larger you, the larger knowing can go about its business of simply allowing and, and sort of manifesting these these steps to what it is that you're wanting. Also, the road to your desire is as scrumptious, if not as delicious as the actual completion of it too. And I, I think that's part of, of the trick here is once we get into vibrational equivalency of saying, yes, I believe I can have this desire, then it's not like you open up door number two and out comes the farm. It really is, <laughs> you know, more of a, uh, a delicious pivot and unfolding and this is when the inspiration hits you and for some reason you want to go to 7-Eleven for a big gulp and that leads you to this person and that you know what I mean that just begins the opening of of the bowling ball but um I think that that equivalency is sort of a nice soft way of thinking well how do I start to release these beliefs knowing that I don't want to to go looking for them as a detective. I simply want to resonate with my desire. And then the beliefs, uh, they don't have anything to latch on to. They become a quiet player in the room. And well, if you're listening to us for the first time, again, welcome to Everyday Attraction. And I'm speaking with mm -hmm. Debbie DeRose as our co-host, Feel Good Sister. Uh, Debbie Ann is at, has her own website at debbieann.com. And she is also an author of many books that we highly recommend you check out in the Amazon ebook library. My favorite so far to date is Resistance is Feudal, where she talks about a, you know many of these similar themes. So we're so excited to have her on the show today and really chew through some of this delicious Abraham material. Debbie, Ann, what I really thought was interesting in that last segment was this, that one sentence where they said, you know, your desire is always going to be stronger than your belief of it not happening because your desire lives with your inner being. Right. And that's the carrot pulling you forward. And it is a magical journey to allow it. You know, it's kind of a fun game to see how, how fast you can allow it. Or you can even, you know, be more lighthearted about even if you haven't been allowing it for 10 years, you can start now. Because it is really just an openness. It's like question everything, question all your thoughts. You don't have to go back and be a detective in the past, but any thought that you think is actually a belief. That's how I define a belief. It's, it's a thought you believe is true. So any thought you have, if you believe it's true without questioning it, 
then it's going to town for you, you know? <laughs> so, you know, just stop and ask yourself, hey, do I have to believe that? No. <laughs> so I loved how you said the broader yes. It's sort of like being open, being open to everything. The broader yes. This broad says yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Broader yes. Um, but it was kind of fun to remember that, you know, my desire is not something I have to keep puffing up or remembering or doing visioning boards about. Or, you know, we sometimes have this misinformation that we have to keep these desires alive. Really, our desires are are pretty well fed and cared for in the non-physical. And the fact that our inner being is all in on the desire pretty much, you know, seals its fate to being alive and well and available. I, I really like that because then then it's sort of no work on my part. That desire is already at play. And, um, and I think it's kind of fun to then begin to just work with my vibration on opening more up to getting up to speed or equivalency with what my broader knowing already knows. And one quick hack before we take a break is that Esther was talking about every thought that comes in. She says to herself, now, is that a satisfying thought? And if it's not, she just turns her heels and goes the other direction. And if it is a satisfying thought, well, then she says, tell me more, tell me more. And then more thoughts like it gather around the proverbial fire and begin to cook. And I thought that was really kind of a nice, straightforward way of like, well, how do I live a more satisfied life? Well, you really question every thought and simply say to yourself, is this a satisfying thought? And we also know that there are physical accompaniments in the planet that help us also become more satisfied. And right before the break, I want to give a quick shout out to our one of our favorite products that does that, and that is the essential oils. I've talked a lot about them in shows past, and we've put together a beautiful website that really talks about why these gorgeous oils can help us have more satisfying thoughts and fat satisfying feelings because they're working with the brain. They're working to soothe and to calm. So I encourage you to check out everydayattraction.com, a site where we put together specific information on why you might try these oils to really explore the satisfaction that you can literally breathe in through your nose and allow your brain to just absorb and calm and soothe. And then you're on your way. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. I'm your feel-good sister, Ray. I'm here with my co-host, Debbie Ann DeRose. We'll be right back after the break. Don't go away, because remember, we're going to talk about how you can be happy all We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. 
Thank you for your support. Too often, people desire prosperity but are not willing to pay the price. What is the price? It is sharing, giving, loving, and caring. Prosperity needs an inflow and an outflow, just as a body of water does if it is to remain fresh and clean. As we create an outflow by giving in love, we experience the inflow of a greater awareness of good in our lives. Perhaps you've been led to believe that for every winner in this game we call life, there must be a loser. The truth is that you rarely lose by giving. In giving freely without thought of return, we set in motion a great momentum of goodness. When we give, everyone is a winner. You have something unique to offer the world, something no one else can give. Whatever your gift, know that it is precious. Give it freely. Share it in love. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Would you like to show your support for Unity Online Radio? You can donate easily on your phone by texting the word VOICE to 50555 and donate $10 to support Unity Online Radio. It's easy to do, and your offering will help us keep inspirational and positive programming on the air. Remember, just text the word VOICE to 50555 and support your favorite shows on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Follow Unity Online Radio on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with all your favorite shows. Become a fan by clicking the like button. You can join in with a Facebook Live event or just like and share our post. Be the first to find out about any big special guests that might be appearing on the air or any events at Unity Village. We want to hear from you. Make sure you leave any questions or comments about Unity programming. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for cutting-edge health information, make sure you join Dr. Evelyn Higgins every Monday at 11 a.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. On the Dr. Evelyn Higgins Show, you will look at your health from all angles, the physical, spiritual, emotional, and intellectual. Dr. Higgins is an internationally recognized expert on health and wellness with over 29 years in clinical practice. Join the show with your questions and comments. The doctor is in. Tune in every Monday on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander. Welcome back from the break. I hope that you were able to check out some of our delicious essential oils. And we love specifically the doTERRA oils because they have spent so much time making them so pure and really the essence of this plant medicine. So I hope you check it out, everydayattraction.com. You can also check out Debbie Ann DeRose's site at debbieann.com. That's D-E-B-B-I-A-N-N-E. What kinds of fun stuff can people find at your website, Debbie Ann? They can find blogs with helpful um, signups that you can get for free, little helpful tips and things on manifesting your dream job and manifesting the love of your life, which are two big things in a lot of people's lives. I like that. You know, when we were before we went to the break, the Abrahams was talking we're talking about specifically one hack around letting desires manifest 
is to stop complaining or explaining why you don't have what you want. That's a really good rule of thumb. Don't you think that explaining and complaining is a little bit of a trap? Yeah. Well, with one small caveat, because explaining could actually be really fun in a way. Like if if something's not happening right away, you could go into um, stories about like, oh, it's not happening yet because this has to happen behind the scenes. And I'm going to find out later what the juicy story was, you know, for divine timing. So sometimes that's a good tool for reducing resistance in your mind. But complaining definitely needs to go. <laughs> or or the, the reasons why you cannot have it. That's not a good shtick. <laughs> that's not helpful. <laughs> Might want to drop that. And they also clarified in that last track for us, like it's not, well, it, it can be challenging. We don't want to say it's difficult because we create that for ourselves, but it can be challenging to live what I have and still want what I want and not pay attention to the gap. So there does require a little bit of creative understanding that, you know, what has manifested on the physical or what our physical senses are picking up is really day old trash. Let me tell you, it's fabulous, <laughs> but it's yesterday's bread. It has already been baked. It's a little crusty. It's lovely. We enjoy the manifest, but it is part of, I think, being a conscious creator and, and, and having fun at this is being able to live beyond the senses and feel for the vibration and, and that equivalency that's coming. Yeah, and it's a dance between, you know, past, present, and future, because we're also, it really behooves us to focus on the things that are already manifested that we wanted to, and notice our successes and revel in those, because it is a continual unfoldment. You know, it is, it's kind of cool to keep lists or vision boards or something, historical records, because everything's manifesting. It's just a matter of when. We're only limited by this time-space continuum, right? So we can't have everything all at once. Like Abraham says, you don't want to eat all the meals for the rest of your life in one sitting. <laughs> so it's happening, but it may not be the exact manifestation that you want at this moment. But, you know, sooner or later, it all gets rolled out on the, on the buffet cart, and it's pretty delicious. I like that kind of um, sense of, of assuredness and lack of insecurity where you kind of go like, hey, it's, it's coming. It's done. This is done. It's just a matter of time. And I'm the only one that's going to stop or start the momentum of it coming. And I'm not going to beat myself up over that because there's probably some delicious sideway paths that I'm being led down that may look like resistance and contrast on the surface, but they may be part of, of a delicious unfolding. So we want to you know, make sure that we don't kind of at any time beat ourselves up for where we are and allow the contrast to 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 really feed us. One thing that that's kind of a cliffhanger that we were talking about just before we took the break is that Abraham had said, well, can we be happy all the time? Well, let's jump back into this Boston 2018 workshop and listen a little bit more on how they feel we can really ride higher more of the time. The way you feel your happiness, let's use a different word we like so much, your satisfaction or less than satisfaction is all only about one thing, just one thing. It's about your vibrational equivalence with your inner being. And your inner being's happiness is about your continually 
reaching for more, 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 more. In other words, you keep adding more to the equation of your desire and your inner being continues to focus upon that. Your inner being never takes attention from your vortex. You've been listening to us for a while. You know what we mean by your vortex? We wrote two books about it. We wanted so much for you to accept that when you ask for something, you are in the process of creating a vibrational reality, which is such a real reality that we have given it the name vortex. It exists as a vibrational state of being. And your inner being knows everything that you in your vortex have become and never for a moment ceases to be in vibrational concert with that. So it's important for you to know that you therefore, you, beautiful you, you an extension of source energy, you who were non-physical, who then part of that consciousness came into this physical body, you have the potential of having two vibrational vantage points in any wacky moment. The vantage point that your inner being holds, which is all that you've become, right up to the last desire that you float that away, and the vibrational vantage point that you hold right now as you are doing whatever you're doing with your magnificent human mind. And if you are like so many humans, what you are doing with your magnificent human mind is squandering it by focusing upon what is, which is old news. Now, a little bit of attention about what is, a little bit of attention about the old news, you knew you would do because you knew out of that old news would be born new news. But you didn't plan on giving your most attention to what already is. You didn't plan on being like so many humans who just think about what is and divide what is in the piles of good and bad, wanted and unwanted, Republican and Democrat. You didn't plan on doing that. You didn't plan on sorting the piles and then standing in judgment of the piles. You knew that would pinch you off from all that you are becoming. Instead, you intended that your awareness of what is would give you rockets of desire about new and improved. And you know that you are an eternal being and therefore you knew that that was essential to the eternalness that we are all about. So you expected to do that, but you didn't plan on getting so hung up on identifying and talking about what is because you knew before you came into your body that it would hold you back. It would keep you from being a vibrational match to what you have newly become. So that's what we talk about when we get together. We talk about how you are creators and how life helps you to create, but how you use the power of your own focus to find your vibrational harmony, your vibrational equivalency with your source energy, with who you really are. Because satisfaction comes only from alignment with who you are. And when you deviate for a little while or longer from who you really are, you feel less and less good as you pinch off more and more of that energy that is life force that flows through you. You have access to the energy that creates worlds. And as a creator, you came here to utilize it through the power of your focus. So when you focus, oh, 
And when you focus in concert with your inner being and what your inner being knows about who you are, then life is sweet. Life is sweet. So let's unpack some of, some of the hacks that they, they just uh, revealed to us. Debbie, did anything um, stick out for you in that last segment? A lot of things, actually. Just this idea that there's so much. This is one of the old school terms, like we put it in our vortex, right? We have all these desires and it's just bursting with them. And it's it again, it's like we live in a limited game, but if we can just allow, I think that's what makes us unhappy. That's why we think we can't be happy all the time. It's just our mind's resistance to it all. Like if we can just allow the things to roll out of that vortex in their own order, because <laughs> I do kind of believe in divine timing. Call me crazy, call me a rebel, but <laughs> sometimes things roll that way. I remember Louise Hay telling a story about she was manifesting an, a new apartment and she couldn't find it for six months. I mean, this is Louise Hay. She's a manifester <laughs> among manifestors. And she finally found it and realized that it was being built all that time. It was brand new. So, you know, it could be something like that going on aside from limiting beliefs. But things don't always show up in the red hot minute that your physical mind wants them to. I use physical mind because that comes from Bashar. I really like that term. <laughs> Bashar, you know, being a channeled entity like Abraham, through channeled through Daryl Anka. But we don't always allow it to be what it is, you know. And I think sometimes we're fixated on one particular manifestation, but life has a different plan. For example, I was hung up on a guy years ago and I thought he was it. And it, he wasn't it, but he brought me to where I live now. He showed me my home. And many years ago, I manifested a job that turned out it wasn't exactly what I wanted, but it brought me to a really close friend at that job. So you just never know where the trail of popcorn is leading. And if you get into a habit of allowing it all, then you can be happy. But it's when we resist it. No, that's not what I ordered. <laughs> I insist. <laughs> that's where I were unhappy. Yeah, it's interesting because it's a bit of a, a game where you are, you know, clear on what it is that you're wanting and then letting go of how and where and when it comes. And, and it kind of is an interesting dexterity. One mm -hmm. of the questions I heard recently from a workshop, which I thought was really poignant was, you know, the person sat in the hot seat and said, listen, you tell us what we create our reality and then you tell us to let go and let it unfold. Well, which is it? Are we creating our reality or are we just leaning back and letting it unfold? And I really think it's and but more and or, but more. <laughs> it's both. Um, it is that clarity from the contrast because it, it is important that you see that you've asked based on these, you know, two vantage points that you have, you are someplace. And just by nature of being on the planet earth, you're going to probably want to see other things happen and other things come through in your life. And and so I think it is interesting to understand how to use the mind, the physical mind, to play this game with source energy and know when to lean in and use what they say, the power of your mind to focus and when to back off. I think that more importantly is the squandering of our mind power, which is what they highlighted in that last segment, which I really love because I don't think I've ever heard Abraham say 
squandering. And that's when we sort of stop this beautiful process of desiring and allowing is when we use our powerful mind and squander it on um, thoughts that limit us or, or we dive deep into negative emotion and we allow it to stew and to build and to attract more of it. That's when I think we, we need to step back and say, all right, I, I know this is what I want. And now I really need to use the power of my focus to bring me back into that place of being able to let go, you know? Right, right. That's a good use of the will. <laughs> to to commandeer the mind <laughs> into allowing <laughs> yeah that's what and that's what resistance is futile is all about my, my book it's just like it's an old habit that we have of re- resisting and reacting against everything from our ancestors who are afraid because they lived really hard lives <laughs> you know it's like that reptilian thing the fight or flight you know we we tend to resist you know but um because we're you know we're afraid but we don't have to be we can choose not to be afraid and just go, okay, this looks really bad right now, but I'm not going to be afraid. I'm just going to be curious how it's going to turn around. <laughs> exactly. And this is where the, this hack that we want to talk about, this manifestation hack comes in with around the workings of the, the feeling of satisfaction. So what's interesting about the feeling of satisfaction, the sort of vibrational equivalency of satisfaction is that it is aligned with who you really are. So in the moment when you feel satisfied, when you use the power of your focus to evoke satisfaction, what you're doing is continuing to open up sort of the the pathways of alignment to who you are. Now, you might not be feeling satisfied about your money or your relationship. We're not asking you to, again, feel good about what you don't like. That's that's metaphysical malpractice. What we're we're saying is that you cannot be on this planet without finding something to feel satisfied about. And I'm talking about on the external world. Yes, I'm sure you can use the faculties of your imagination to feel satisfied. And that is one tool in your metaphysical tool belt. But really, we're at such a smorgasbord of reasons to feel satisfaction. And it can be the smallest satisfactions that open up this momentum, that open up the vibrational equivalency to our inner being, which then allows all that stuff, quote unquote, that we're wanting to pop in, um, in our distracted satisfaction. (laughs) Well said. And, and it could be one of the small things. It could be the essential oils. They smell so yummy. Those doTERRA oils that are on the website, the everydayattraction.com website, because they just smell incredible. Like it gives you a instant lift. And and there is no big and small, really. It's whatever your vibration is. So use what you got. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I love the fact that you can use small satisfactions. I mean, you don't have to drive to the, you know, Grand Canyon and get out of your car and be, wow, that's satisfying. I mean, you really <laughs> don't even have to work that hard. But we do, but it is a muscle that we need to practice. And and I think sometimes, you know, if we have big desires, if we have really big desires and then I get on this podcast and I say, just enjoy the cream in your coffee, you're going to be like, screw you. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> How is enjoying the cream in my coffee going to make my multi-million dollar business come about? 
Well, trust me, what's happening here? No, don't trust me. Trust the laws. <laughs> you can practice this. What's happening is this metaphysical hack we're doing. We're actually practicing satisfaction on small scale to get the vibrational equivalency with our inner being. And that's when they can go to work because there's no resistance and satisfaction. And so in a way, the other part of the hack that I love is that you're happy on the way to being happy. And I think what's so funny about it is that anything that we want is in order to feel satisfied and we can just feel satisfied in the moment. So it's sort of a win-win creation scenario, which is my favorite part about that. But it is a discipline. It is a discipline to say to myself, is that thought satisfying? And to look for satisfaction in the physical universe in little delicious ways a thousand times a day. Yeah, it's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. And it's really fun after a while. You can just, you know, it becomes normal. <laughs> I, I find it very easy at this stage to really find something good about whatever I'm dealing with. And as a result of practicing it, you know, I have good results. I don't have anything to complain about in my life. So it works. I mean, you said, trust me, don't, don't trust me, trust the laws, but trust your experience most of all. Like, just do it. You know, <laughs> it's like it's a radical act of um, appreciation to, to be in, to make your satisfaction the number one goal every minute of the day. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that wild? What a way to live and what a scavenger hunt to be on. I'm really loving my satisfaction scavenger hunt. You know, I'll walk by a store window and go, wow, that color of that fabric is so satisfying. I mean, you just become sort of this satisfaction junkie. But my, unfortunately, my more logical mind says, listen, you've got an issue. You've got a problem here. You've got a business that really needs your attention to the contrast that's happening, you know, and, and then I have to kind of remember remember that this deeper understanding of these principles is actually the most productive thing I can do is continue to stay on my satisfaction scavenger hunt. But our logical mind says that is insane. You are in denial. You are going to hit that brick wall. I mean, this is kind of the old paradigm that we've been taught is that you better pay attention to what's going wrong or it will go wronger. <laughs> well, that's the discipline, right? Is, is it we started out talking about, do you believe your thoughts? You know, <laughs> So your mind is telling you these things, but in a way it's like separate from you. It's other people's thoughts on the planet. So, I mean, you can interrogate them. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Why do you say that? You know, you can have conversations in your head, which people might think you're nuts, but <laughs> if you, if you do anything, to stop the automatic limitation, the automatic negation of your bliss, you're going to shift it in another direction. It's like a foot in the door. So if you just take a pause and go, wait a minute, I don't have to think that. I mean, that's a huge thing. It may seem subtle, but that's that's how you begin a new trajectory. And it is it is a vibrational trail of popcorn. So these little things may not seem like much, but they're important. You know, following your micro bliss, that's what I like to call it. Like follow your micro bliss. Like in this moment, what's the most exciting thing? What's the most satisfying thing or thought you can have? And choose that because sometimes you don't feel like you can just do anything. You want to just 
quit your job and go to the beach, but that's not a good option at the moment. <laughs> so, you know, just pick the things that are among the things available to you. Ask yourself, well, which one is more satisfying? How can I do this in a more joyful fashion? Because it'll lead to bigger and better things of vibrational matching to that, you know? I love that. I'm reading one of my many books. I tend to have five or six metaphysical books I'm in the midst of, but one of them that I'm reading now is Spiritual Growth by Oren Channel. And one thing that they talk about is, you know, part of us being on the planet is to soothe negative emotion. Part of our agreement according to them, being in the physical body, is to take these, as you said, sort of tumultuous um, emotions that may be ours or we may be picking up from the broader knowing. It doesn't matter. We're here to soothe them. We're here to part of alchemize some of this negativity. And it's part of our artistry. So if you can imagine sort of this tumultuous energy might wake you up at three in the morning, or you wake up and you're worried, or you're doubtful, or you're fearful, you can really see as like, oh, it's time for me to do what I've come here to do. And that is to soothe this energy, to find a way to soothe it, and then find a way to move into satisfaction. So this combination of soothing. I'm not going to run from this. I'm not going to freak out about it. I'm going to soothe it. And I find, as we've talked about on the show, tapping the effective freedom technique and also the oils for me is kind of my go-to combination to work through a sort of a negative ball that kind of pops into your lap. Sometimes it might be triggered by an email, or again, you might just wake up with it. There's some techniques that you can do, but to kind of see ourselves as alchemists, as that's our service to the planet. Ooh, here is fear and doubt and worry. And now I'm going to soothe it. I'm going to soothe it in whatever I can. And as soon as I can kind of flatline it a little bit, I'm going to shift to my micro satisfaction and be on my merry way. Kind of interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a nice challenge you can give yourself is just to refuse to go with fear and then when you get used to looking at what is because everything's either love or fear in a way <laughs> everything's either like love is just source energy that's like the the default and fear is the the false limitation of the human mind so any thought you have because it way is that fearful or is that love and it becomes really obvious after a while but it takes some really, it takes a lot of bravery to choose love over fear. And it's, and I think it's also one of those things too, where you really can't underestimate the power of pleasure and satisfaction and beauty. I mean, a lot of times we have allocated those in our culture to be flighty or, you know, um, without real strength, it, we equate more muscle and, and pushing and forcing with strength. But I think as we continue to, to sort of live in this new alchemy, we understand the power in pleasure, the power in satisfaction, the fact that you can actually be much more powerful in micro blissing than you could be in trying to, you know, dig a new tunnel, solve a new problem, bang it out in action. Wow. Have you ever read Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts? Yes. I love <laughs> okay. Mama Gina. Love, love, love. You live it. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's what you were just explaining. It's the yin power. 
power of pleasure to magnetize to you that which you desire. Instead of we're a very um, yang yangified society from many centuries of patriarchal experience. <laughs> so we tend to think we got to go out and, um, you know, club it over the head and drag it back to the cave so <laughs> to make it happen. But actually, yin power is very, very strong. And it's fun. It's fun to be able to play with that, the power of the pleasure of that lunar energy. We've actually come to the end of our hour. We'll, we really hope that you have heard something today that you can take with you. And really, if you needed it, let us be your permission slip to micro bliss this week, this day, this hour, to really see the power of your satisfaction in the moment. And I want to thank again, Debbie Ann DeRose for being a, just a fantastic co-host here on Everyday Attraction. I always so enjoy our time together. And again, her website is DebbieAnn.com. Thank you so much, Debbie Ann. We'll see you next time on Everyday Attraction. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.